0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story, the show that will make you laugh and warm your heart. We just have two criteria with guests telling stories.
1: It's got to be good, and it's got to be clean.
0: Today, we have the python huntress herself, Amy Seaweed from South Florida, who tells some incredible stories about hunting Burmese pythons. This is the most excited I think I have seen my wife talk to a guest.
1: Oh, I was so excited. She was amazing. She was amazing, Kevin. Steph,
0: have you ever had the thought of wanting to catch a snake?
1: Nope, not at all.
0: Me neither. (laughs) And how big was Amy?
1: Oh my gosh, you guys, she's so tiny. She's 5'4 and maybe 120.
0: Right. And I have zero interest in trying to catch a snake that is literally the size of a telephone pole like she talked about. However, folks, I think you're going to be surprised when you hear how much money she makes to catch these snakes Also, how many snakes do you think she has caught in one day? And will Steph and I go on a future snake hunt with Amy?
1: We'll
2: see.
0: Spoiler alert, I'll be sitting in the truck. (laughs) Friends, you will hear the answers to all these questions today on
1: Tell Us a Good Story.
0: I know you're ready to talk to this next guest. You've been uber excited. I'm so excited. And this actually may be the most excited I've seen you to talk to I one of our guests. I'm
1: so excited. Like, I am, like, fangirling. Like, my heart is pounding. <laughs> this is what I wanted for my Valentine's present from you.
0: And I want to tell this next guest about that, but let me introduce her Okay,
1: first. okay, okay.
0: Friends, our next guest is absolutely fearless. She was the homecoming queen at Fairmont High School, which is just outside of Dayton, Ohio here. She was a Division I athlete as a tennis player at the University of Toledo. She also had a successful career as a realtor in Indianapolis. However, we're not going to talk about any of that. Because two years ago, she quit her job and moved down to Florida to become a python hunter. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Miss Amy Seaway.
2: Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Oh, Oh, thank you for saying yes to us. We're... Excited. One one of us is more excited than the other. Okay. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to share how we came across your information, Amy. Okay. So, Steph's mother uh, came across an article of you in your hometown paper of the Dayton Daily News. All right. So she handed that article to me, and I was like, "What do you want me to do with this?" Okay. <laughs> and she's like, "You need to reach out to this Python hunter and have a conversation with her." And Our family knows how I do not like snakes, like at all. And so, I saw this article. I saw the picture with this huge python wrapped around your shoulders. And I'm like, I'm not even going to read this article, right? (laughs) So, my wife then saw this article that I had brought home and immediately was adamant, you need to reach out to Amy. Please reach out to her. And I was like, "I'll, I'll get to it. So, then we got to Valentine's Day, as she mentioned. And she's like, please, can you please just reach on to the python huntress see if she'll have a conversation with us. And so at that point, and then Steph got our kids involved as well, where she had our daughters coming up to me. Hey, can we please talk to the Python hunter? Please, please daddy. And so I can't say no. So I reached out to you and you responded back to one of my emails. And I'm going to be honest. I was like, crap. She actually responded back (laughs) to my email here. (laughs) So I told my wife, she was so excited and, and,
1: Okay, you're done. Oh, you're done, Okay, no, no, no. Are, I stuff. was not just excited. I was screaming up and down the stairs. Then I hurried up. We went and told my family. So then they're screaming, they're cheering. We are so excited about this.
0: <laughs> so with that being said, how did you come to the decision that you wanted to quit your career as a successful realtor and move down to Florida to hunt pythons?
2: So... A lot of people do know that I have been into snakes and reptiles my whole life. It's just been this passion that I've had. I don't know why. I always say, why couldn't it be kittens or puppies to more normal, <laughs> but it's snakes. So I've always, they've always been a part of my life. And my fiance and I decided to take a trip down here for three weeks just to see What it was all about, Um, you know, I was a real estate broker and investor. He ran a business up in Indy and we, you know, invested together. So we talked to to all the real estate people about what this market is like. We went on a python hunt. We caught a python and I was hooked. I mean, I was hooked. We went back to Indy and it was negative 30 degrees with the wind chill. So it didn't make the decision that difficult. But when we were, I just, it was, we were about a week back from vacation. And I just, I just said, Dave, I, I gotta go. I have to go. I don't know why I just have to get down there. There's nothing I can do from Indianapolis that is going to help my resume as a Python hunter. And he looked at me and said, I know you have to go. It's like, I'll be there soon. So less than two months after we got back from vacation, I moved down here.
1: Wow.
2: Yep. So, I rented a room from a guy that I didn't know, and thankfully it worked out.
1: I want to know, a lot of our guests or our listeners probably don't understand why there is such a need for help with these pythons. Can you explain the situation down at Everglades?
2: Absolutely. So the pythons are an invasive species. They're the Burmese pythons. They were a very popular pet Back in the day, they still are a popular pet because they're very docile. They get to be big. They get to be about 20 feet long. And um, when people buy them, they're this cute little 12 inch or 24 inch hatchling. And then they grow to 20 feet. Well, people (laughs) can't. Yeah, they hit about 12 feet and they don't know how to house them, feed them, handle them. They just get too big. So they say, oh, hey, I'm going to let this snake live out a long, happy life in the Everglades. Well, a whole lot of people did that. And so we've got, well, that's one reason that they're here. The second reason is because Hurricane Andrew in 1992 came through and blew away a python breeding facility. And that sent thousands and thousands of pythons into the Everglades. So they found each other, all these snakes found each other and they, they have an established colony now. And the reason that it's such a problem and that we didn't really know it was a problem is because there are three and a half million acres down here. And most of it is unimpenetrable by humans. So we can't even get to it. So
0: Uh,
2: all of a sudden we start seeing snakes come up and people think, oh, you know, it's just a pet that was let go. But then in 2002, they saw the first hatchling and they thought, "Uh oh, this isn't good. Nobody's going to let their little $200 pet snake go. So that's when they realized that this was a huge problem and it was already beyond what we could actually do to eradicate the problem by then
0: so when you went on that first snake hunt right and you said you were hooked was it for pythons or was it something else
2: it was for pythons
0: how did you learn to catch it then
2: (laughs) well um i didn't really learn i just went out and did it so my whole life i had gone out to our creeks you know in ohio and indiana and i go creek walking and catch snakes and you know, all of our little ones that they're so cute and, and adorable. And so my very first Python that I caught, I had been here for six weeks. So okay. I moved down here thinking, I'm just going to get all these pythons out of the Everglades, I'm just going to tromp through the water and pull them out. And that is not how it is at all. And so I wasn't even a hunting and I was, I was in my car. I was going down a highway, it's highway 41. So it's like a double lane highway, two lane highway and i have flip-flops on i had workout clothes on i didn't even have a flashlight in my car and i'm driving down the road and there are all of these dead snakes and turtles and frogs on the road because it was this really humid and rainy spring night and so all of these animals were crossing the road and it was horrible it was the worst thing i've ever seen And I was talking to Dave, my fiance, and I said, Hey, I hate this. This is the worst. I'm never driving down this road again. I can't even believe this. And then all of a sudden a 10 foot Python comes across the street. And I said, Oh my gosh, there's a Python. I gotta go. And so I don't even think I hung up. I threw the phone. And somehow there was this drive that I could kind of pull a UI and turn around because I didn't have any lights on. I didn't have a flashlight. So I had to be able to see this thing. So thinking or something so so i get positioned so i can see it as it's crossing the street well there's a car coming and i can just see the headlights so i jump out in the street and i say stop stop you know flagging them down so it's this big white van so they slow down so i grab the snake by the tail just to get it off of the road because this is the first i mean i've handled pythons before but they were nice you know they weren't wild psycho pythons and so it's this the, the the vehicle was this van this white van full of like workers or something. And so they slow down and they're all hanging out like, oh my gosh, that's a huge snake! And so I grab it and I just you have to try to finagle getting its head like getting it right behind the head so it doesn't bite you. And so I just it's it was all kind of instinctual. And so I just grabbed it behind the head. And so then I'm holding I've got the tail in one hand, the head in the other hand. The guys I end up turning around, coming back and you know, of course, cheering for me. <laughs> and so I'm in my flip flops and this like, and I've got this snake and I'm like, yes, this is the best. Look what I just did. And so, yeah. So that was my first Python.
1: I need you to tell the listeners how tall you are. I'm five, four. <sighs> <far> 120 pounds.
0: <laughs> These pythons are as big as Amy.
1: Yes. Well, they're longer, but they, longer, weigh, as they weigh as much
0: as Amy. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh.
1: My goodness. How many snakes have you caught? At what time, oh, you know, uh, at one time, nine is my record
2: for one day, and that's actually pretty unheard of. We're lucky sometimes to just get one in a day because you don't. Every time we go, we don't get them, and so I got nine in in a day. That is my record, and to date, I actually don't even know. I have over, I've caught over two hundred. I'm just not sure what the number is. I
0: saw one of your videos. You opened up this box, and pulled out this humongous handful of snakes that you had caught. And there was like 23, I think is what you counted. And yes. maybe it wasn't all in one day, but it wasn't it it was was one day. Five
2: hours. That was up at Lake Erie. Those were Erie uh, waters.
0: Okay. Days. Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh. And actually okay. that's the video that it ended up going viral. Somehow I had almost 4 million hits on that. And that was from a few years ago. And that's what got me to kind of catch on to the problem down here because people that I was friends with on social media I was kind of following and saw the problem in Florida.
0: So Steph, we just moved into a new rental home. You know who's good at homes?
1: I do. Jay Luby. And? Miss Connie Luby.
0: Yes. They build custom homes. They do remodeling. They do office construction. Steph, if you go to lubycompanies.com, they have a picture by picture here on the portfolio and everyone is absolutely amazing.
1: I want every one of them. <laughs> I want that one or that one. Oh, maybe that one.
0: The Gorgeous. only problem about lubycompanies.com, it's hard to spell.
1: Uh, there's no way I could spell their last name unless you would have told me. I
0: guarantee they get asked every day, how do you spell that? So friends, it's l-u-e-b-b-e-companies.com. Go to that website and phenomenal pictures of what they do. From new construction to like new renovations, the Luby companies are here to partner with you. They are also a proud sponsor of...
1: Tell us a good story.
0: Can you tell us the story of your first date with your fiance, Dave? Because I read about this and it made my first date with Steph look normal. Okay. I was... I cannot believe this first date. So please... Please share this for us, Amy.
2: Well, it was the day that I caught the 23. Oh,
0: it was. Three water
2: snakes. That that was the day. And so I was in real estate then. And I wanted to show my clients that there was a different side to me. Because a lot of people didn't know that I had this weird snake side. And I knew that up at Lake Erie once a year for two weeks, all of these snakes come out. And I ha- But I couldn't hold the camera and get the snakes. So I literally so I asked people if they would just take this trip up to Lake Erie with me for the day and everybody really wanted to go until they realized that I was going to be catching snakes. <laughs> and so Dave, he said, he was like, okay, I mean, sure. He's a hunter and a fisherman outdoorsy. So not really into snakes though. So he said, okay, yeah, you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll go ahead and take you. Cause I'm, you know, so cool. So I said, all right. So we go up and he thought, that we were just going to maybe see one or two or three snakes. He had no idea how many snakes were there and it kind of creeped him out a little bit. And so I said, you just have to sit there in this chair. I'll buy you like a six pack of beer, <laughs> You just have to hold the camera and watch, like get me catching these snakes. And he was like, I mean, all right, that, that's a good date. That's cool. So he did. And then yes, that happened.
0: So how many times do you get bit? That first day, oh my
2: gosh, so many. So I was bleeding all over the place, and the thing is, these little snakes, these water snakes, they're so mean and they're so nippy, and they have anticoagulant in their in their saliva, so you don't really clot, so you just kind of keep bleeding, and then they musk, they musk on you, and it's a defense mechanism. So if something grabs and they they let go from their anal glands, this really nasty smell, but it gets all over me, and after all of those snakes, trust me, I did not. <laughs> smell good, and that takes like three days to come off. So, yeah, no. it was not the optimal first date. And Dave was like, "Wow, you need to just stay
1: over there." <laughs> Did you have to go back home to Indy after that? Like, was yeah. it like a one-day trip? It was. It, it was because we weren't, you know, spending the night
2: anywhere or anything. So we went back. Oh, it smelled so bad. But then I needed to get more footage. So I said, what are the chances you can go back up with me next week? Because this is the last week. So we went back up again. And he was a little more prepared this time. So, yeah. <laughs> so
0: she has to get back in his car, bleeding. Your car, reeking. his car.
1: Your car, his car. That was his car.
0: Oh, so man. So he takes
1: this girl he <laughs> has a crush with, water snake hunting. You smell your bleeding. And you're like, she's like is this going to permeate?" my A box full of snakes in a my box? car. Oh,
0: uh, oh, yeah. Dave's, Dave's like, if if she survives these snake bites, I think she's the one.
1: <laughs> she might be a keeper. <laughs> he was. He said, okay, anybody who's willing to do that, I'm in. Like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, back in Florida, or right where you are now, scariest hunt you've ever had.
2: The snakes don't bother me. They're not looking to uh, eat me. When they bite me, it's usually because I'm grabbing them and they just wanna get away. Mm-hmm. But I will say the scariest catches are the water catches. The problem with these hunts, these water catches are that it's dark. You can't see in the water and you don't know how long the snake is half the time. So they could be just curled right around and my my head is literally three inches from the water. So it can just come out and just take a chunk out of my face if it wanted. And I'm usually not worried about being bitten but I've got a picture I should show you, and I know that everybody can't see it, but like the teeth on these things are just incredible. So if, if it bites me like that and goes in my eyeball, I'm probably going to be blind. So that's what I'm trying to avoid. Those, those types of catches are definitely the most, uh, I guess, intimidating for me.
1: Do you usually go at night?
2: In the summer, yes. They're nocturnal. So that's when they're moving. And then in the winter, it's day hunts, but it's a lot harder to get them in the day during the winter.
1: Have you watched or heard of Swamp Hunter's Serpent Invasion? The TV show. Yes. How accurate is that?
0: Um, Hollywood.
1: Yes. (laughs) It's not very accurate. (laughs) Interesting.
2: Honestly, the majority of the time... 95% of the time, it is really boring out there because we're driving up and down the roads, up and down the levees with our lights looking for the pythons. And like I said, we don't even catch one every single night. So, and sometimes the catches are really boring, especially because some of these snakes, you know, they've never seen a person. They are the apex predator. They don't know and they don't look at us as a threat
1: at all. Have you seen a snake mid kill with a bobcat or a gator or something like that?
2: Um, I, with an ibis, it's a bird. I did pull an ibis out of when I pulled a rat out of another one, but I haven't seen the gator. I haven't seen a bobcat, but they definitely found bobcat claws in their stomachs. And we actually found a Python that had a doe and two fawns in her at the same time. Oh gosh.
1: What? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. so, so when you skin them, what's the most eggs you've seen?
2: So the average is between 20 and 40 that female okay. lay each year. Um, this year, one of my friends caught a 17 footer. So I caught my 17 footer right after she came off of her nest. So it was in the summer. So she didn't have any eggs in her. Uh, my friend caught a 17 footer um, a few months ago and it had 120 eggs in it.
0: Oh, man.
2: Yes. And if, and if this gives you any um, idea, so there's a difference in weight. So my seven, I, I caught the 17, 310 pounds in July after she hadn't eaten in a few months. You know, she, she was on her nest, whatever. My friend caught it. This one was exactly 17 feet, and it was 156 pounds. So there's a big difference in the time of the year and, and how, how heavy they are.
0: Gosh. All right. So let me give some fun facts here. Okay. Okay. So- now, keep me honest here, Amy. As I as I go through these, but Burmese pythons are some of the largest in the world, and as you would expect, would wreak havoc on the Everglades ecosystem. Pythons have multiplied almost unchecked any everything they come upon. So, rabbits, raccoons, possums, fox, birds, deer, bobcats, alligators. See all of those. Scientists say pythons are responsible for an over ninety percent drop. In the small mammal population in the Everglades National Park, for a python to get to be 10 feet long, it takes three years, and in the process, they eat some 200 birds, mammals and reptiles. Mm. 200. Authorities estimate there are likely 100,000 to 300,000 in the Everglades. Females mate every two years in Calais, like you said, 50 to 100 plus eggs each time. Pythons can grow up to 20 feet weigh 200 pounds and be as thick as a telephone pole. Oh
1: Oh my goodness.
0: If you had an opportunity to go on a snake hunt with Amy, would you? I would stay in the truck.
1: I know you would stay in the truck. Okay. 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 This is what I think I could do. I think after talking with you, there's those trucks where it's like there's a landing and I beat your spotlight girl. I'd be holding your spotlight and I'd be like, "Amy, there's one." And then you could jump on it and then. wrestle it. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> awesome. We need spotters.
2: Spotters are the best.
1: I would be an amazing. Absolutely spotter. you're hired. I could totally yes, well, I could totally be the spotter. During
0: the hunt, do you have to be quiet by chance?
2: No.
1: No. Oh, uh, no. okay. then totally you would be, be fine. A spotter. You'd be fine. <laughs> I would be like, be like, "Ah, they're-! And then I'd be cheering you on like, "Amy, go!" That would okay. be awesome. I saw something on your Instagram you came across two snakes together at one time. Can you tell that story? Sure.
2: It's technically kind of three snakes. My friend, we we went out to the islands in the winter time. You have to go to these islands where they're mating because they're just not, they're not roaming around and hunting. So we actually have to go to them and you have to get in a canoe, canoe six miles out. And these islands are maybe 25 to 50 yards long and wide. So they're not very big islands or spoil islands right along a canal. And, but it's, it's thick woods. I mean, you just, you have bruises and you're bleeding at the end of the day. It's crazy. It's really hard work. And so I, I went out with my, my, one of my hunter friends and a journalist. And that day we had, we caught four, we already caught four. And we thought, hey, this is an amazing day. This is so cool. We're so lucky to have four. So let's go ahead and head back. Well, as we're heading back, the journalist who is in the in the middle of the canoe says, wait a minute, there's there's Python back there. So we kind of turn it around. And sure enough, there, I could see the, the body of this Python right across this little opening. So I said, hey, since I'm in the front, I'm just going to shimmy on up and grab this Python and bring it back to the boat. Well, as I'm, you know, I'm creeping up the bank and... Tom, the other hunter, he is like a ninja. He just appeared behind me. I don't even know how, but I'm really glad because as I'm grabbing this snake, he's like, oh my gosh, there's another one. So I have one snake by the behind the neck and it's wrapped around my my leg, which is good because, so it's not flailing about. And so he's as he's going to grab the other one, I look and there's a 15 foot female oh. right next to it. So I was like, oh my gosh. And so I said, hey, give me your snake. So he hands me the other male. So I've got two, probably- I don't know, 10, 11 foot males in each one in each hand, both wrapped around a leg. And they're all like biting at me, you know, trying to trying to get me. And so he goes to jump on this female. I have no idea what happened, but she ended up booking it across, like right in front of me. And I was like, Tom, and I was like, I can't do anything. So I, so I stepped on her on the back of her neck. To kind of, you know, to, to hold her in place so he could get up and, and get her again. But I was very off balance, especially with these two trying to eat me. And so, so I was like, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. So I fall off of her. And then, and then, so I don't know how he did this, but is Tom's like running and diving on her as she's getting ready. She's striking him. She like gets her right the throat and like, and puts her down. So he's wrestling her. I've got these two. I have nothing I can do. And this journalist is just sitting in there. Nothing. I'm like, Hey, can you please help us? And so he's like, Oh yeah, sure. So you know, he gets out. So he, we get my two in a, in a bag while Tom's still kind of wrestling this one. So then I can help him get this other one. But it was crazy. That was a crazy, crazy day. Are
1: you exhausted after some of these hunts?
0: Yes. I can't imagine.
1: <laughs> like are sore. Like, do you work out, or is the, are these your workouts? No, I, I do work out.
0: But oh. um,
2: these are these are comparable to maybe a CrossFit workout, probably, sometimes.
0: So, so, Amy, when one of those pythons wrap around your leg?
2: Oh, that's what I was going to ask you, yes.
0: It could break your leg, right?
2: Technically, they could. Um, they There's only been one time, and actually, it was that day, now that I think about it, that it was previously in that day when we caught one, and I had one wrapped around my leg. And I like that, because... It's easier to control them when they're, they' have they're wrapped around some part of your body. so they're not just flailing about and musking all over and you know the whole thing. So it was wrapped around my calf and I was holding its head and I was just talking to Tom and all of a sudden I'm telling you it vice gripped me. Oh. and I've never felt and it was not I mean 10, 11 foot is not a huge snake. And I felt like it was either gonna break my bone or explode my calf. I'd never felt anything like it. And I said, Tom, you need to get this off of me right now. Please help me. And so he did, and we got it off. But that was that really put it into perspective on how strong these things really are. But that's only happened once. So
0: so if something were to happen to, say, Tom, while you're out on one of these hunts, right? He gets bit as the python's going for him. What do you do? Do you have like an EpiPen or something that you <laughs> <laughs> just slam into your leg? What, what do you do when you're out in the middle of nowhere?
2: No, you just, you just bleed a little bit. I mean, kind they're of. They're not lot poisonous, time. right? No, They're not venomous. They're not, I mean, they've got a mouthful of teeth and they're razor sharp. So when they bite you, it's almost like you don't even realize it at first because it's just so sharp and goes right into you. But then afterwards, like you get this almost delayed sting. Okay. And then blood. And you're like, oh, yeah.
1: Do they, oh. when they bite, is it quick or is it like they, gl-
0: latch on to latch
1: on yeah Good question it's quick
2: it's quick because these are all defensive bites they're not trying to eat us they're just trying to get away from us would they eat a human there have been no reports but they could they could easily uh-huh. eat a human i mean if that one could eat a doe and two fawns
0: or a bobcat easily yeah,
1: for sure
2: you know that 17 footer i could have been a great meal for it
0: all right Steph. i've got a question for you What's your favorite book of all time?
1: Uh, Obviously, You Met Her Where. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. (laughs) What's your second favorite book of all time?
1: You Met Her Where?
0: (laughs) (laughs) A distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey?
1: Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com Yes Barnes & Noble Yes And And our website Kevinandstuff.com And what
0: what happens if they buy it off our website? (gasps) Uh, What do they get?
1: Uh, An autograph from us Yes Who wouldn't want that?
0: So listeners If you've already read the book Thank you so much We've had such good feedback One thing that helps us If you can give us a review on Amazon.com We would greatly appreciate it Thank you so much And thank you for listening
1: Okay, let's talk about your skinning the snakes because I wanna, the one philosophy I love of you is, you know, yes, you're taking these pythons out, but you're also, I don't wanna say honoring them, but you're not just disposing of them. Tell the listeners what you do with the snakes.
2: Sure. Because I love snakes and you know, I felt like when I came down here, I could really help because I'm not afraid of them because I do understand them and I can help actually take my hobby and make it useful. But in the process, you know, I don't. I want to use as much of the Python as possible, because it's not their fault that they're here, but they do have to go. So instead of wasting them, I want to figure out how to use as much of them as I can. And so that's when I got into the skinning, and um, I partnered with B Swanky, who does the high end handbag. She's a high end handbag designer, and her Python line is only. Florida Burmese python. So no Asian python that are raised on python farms. So, and then I also have, you know, uh, bracelets and Apple watch bands and things like that. Which are gorgeous, by the way. They're beautiful. Thank you. So that's what, so that's what I do. I also just met a lady who um, is now, I'm going to give the carcasses to her because she makes jewelry out of their bones. And so that's instead of just taking them to the dump or whatever, because the meat, I've worked with the meat. It's not bad tasting, but it's very, very chewy. I mean, to the point that I'm bored chewing it. I worked Really? With, yeah. I worked with a, a chef in Fort Myers and I brought him a, a python and he did four different dishes and it, they all tasted really good. It's just, it's so chewy. So, and also then there's a mercury issue that they're trying to figure out right now. So it's not legal to sell it anyways, but I'm not, my friend Donna, she eats them. She eats them a lot and she uses their eggs and her cookies and brownies. Really? And they're not bad. I've had them. They're pretty good.
0: Okay. So you've been down in Florida almost two years, right? Correct. How worried have your parents been these (laughs) past two years, Amy?
2: I don't really think they have. I think they thought I was insane when I told them that I was just going to up and leave my entire life and go do this. But they also understood it. Um, But they, I think in the beginning before they really understood that even though I'm going in the swamp, I'm actually driving most of the time or I'm with somebody else and I have to call in dispatch. I have to tell them where I am, where I'm going. And if I don't call back in to check out, then they will send a search party for me. So it's all very safe. And so once they f- figure that out, you know, they, they felt a lot better instead of me just roaming through the Everglades by myself.
1: So we've talked about swamp invasion, the show, they are getting paid per snake. Is that accurate? Does yes. the government pay you?
2: Yes, that is accurate. So we get paid in two ways. We get an hourly wage, which is a whopping minimum wage. And we get paid per snake. So I get paid $50 for the first four feet and then $25 a foot after that.
0: Okay.
1: Wow. So it's not that much. It doesn't pay like houses. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. So do you have to like... Take it to a facility or, you know, are they on the honor system? Because you end up taking your snakes home because of all the skinning that you do.
2: Sure. So we used to take them to a check-in to, to a facility before COVID. And now with COVID, we do it via Zoom. But we have to, to cut the snake's throat when we're done with the check-in just so it can't be checked in by somebody else. Uh, So that's how they kind of keep that. And then, yes, I I use my snakes. I also buy other contractor snakes. We call them Python removal contractors or the hunters. I buy their snakes also, and they have to be fresh. They have to be, they can't be frozen. Um, I've I've gone through a huge learning curve and trying to figure this out. And if you would have told me two years ago, I would be catching skinning snakes. And I told you, you're crazy. Why would I do that? But here I am. So I've had to learn all of this, you know, trial by error. I will tell you this, if you have time for a a quick skinning story. So the first time, when I first realized that I'm going to have to learn how to do this, I, one of, one of my friends gave me an 11 foot fat, 11 foot snake that was frozen, which now I don't take frozen, but anyways. So he said, you know, you can use this one. Well, I had another contractor that was going to teach me how to skin. And so we had it all set up because I live in a condo. So I have to be very careful about what I do because I don't want to get kicked out for having pythons and skinning and everything. So I have to wait until dark to go on my lanai. And so I called the guy and I had the snake all defrosted and ready to go. And he said, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I can't come over. What? What? What do you mean? I had this 11 foot snake. I can't refreeze it mainly because I don't have a freezer big enough for that. And so I just thought, what am I going to do? So I have to YouTube how to skin a snake. And that at the time there were no how to skin pythons. It was all rattlesnakes and water snakes and things like that, which let me tell you very, very different from skinning a Python. And so I have, I mean, it's like a Dexter scene. I've got this plastic (laughs) everywhere. I've got like five different knives and cutting boards and I do not even know. And (laughs) it was, it took me two and a half hours. I was pouring sweat. It was so hard. I mean, I had to literally stand on the snake and like pull the skin up Uh and it, it was awful. And I just, at the end of it, there were two more feet left and I was like, forget it. I can't, (laughs) I can't even do this. And so, and not only that, it was like a 50 pound snake. So I had this carcass that I have to sneak out to my dumpster and I did have to time it with when the trash people were coming because it can't sit in my dumpster for, you know, a week. And so but I can't lift the lid and lift the snake in there. So I have to like jump on the recycling bins, open up <laughs> the lid, jump down and do like one of those, you know, <laughs> disc thrower turn things and like heave it up in there. So it was just, it was a nightmare. So Stop. that was my first skinny experience.
0: Can you imagine how scary Amy's condo could be <laughs> during Halloween? <laughs> because kids going out to get candy, be like, nope, we're not going to that house. No way. That lady's crazy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I regularly have the skins hanging in the bathroom to dry. I've got, I've inevitably, I always have a dead snake somewhere that I'm either getting ready to skin. (laughs) I just skinned. I'm getting ready to take it to the dump. I'm getting, you know, there's, or a live snake somewhere around here. No. Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Go back to that live snake. Why do you have live snakes Why do you have a live snake in your
2: condo? So all of our captures are live captures just because it's easier to do a live capture than kill them with a firearm because half the places you can't even use a firearm. And plus it's bloody and messy and you have to transport them. So it's just, it's way easier to catch them live and then euthanize them when you get back to your house. So that's what most of the contractors do. And so, and I have five days from the day that I catch the snake to euthanize. So I usually try to time it with when I'm going to be skinny. And so sometimes I have to keep them alive for a couple extra days. And there was a time this winter I had at four and it it gets pretty cold sometimes at night. So when it gets into the fifties, that's just too cold for the snakes. And usually at that point they go underground and burrow. So I can't really keep them on my lanai when it's that cold. So I just have them in pillowcases sitting in my (laughs) living room.
1: Has any of them ever gotten out? No, they have not. They have
0: not. so Amy, how did that work when you moved down to Florida and you rented a room from somebody who thankfully wasn't a serial killer, okay? Thankfully. And you show up with, hey, sorry, I got five days to euthanize this. Like, how did, how did that work?
2: So that's a good question. And I was not officially hired at that point. So when I first got here, I was either giving them to my friends or you know turning them in so I didn't have to, except for one, I caught really late at night And, um, my friend was already in bed who I had been giving them to. So I just said, well, okay, I'm going to have to sneak this thing in. And so thankfully he never found out. They knew I was
1: a Python hunter, but. I wouldn't know what your job interview process was like to get this.
2: (laughs) You know, um, I sent in a video resume and looking back, it was the silliest thing because I had no idea what it what you had to do to become a Python hunter. I just knew that I knew Pythons. I knew snakes. I I could do this. Whatever it meant, I could do it.
0: So Amy, where can listeners go to buy one of these Apple Watch bands that you have? Or
2: your
1: bracelets. Or your bracelets. bracelets, Because those are gorgeous. Thank you. They can go to my website
0: at
2: pythonhuntress.com.
0: Okay. So listeners, for more information about Amy, you can go to that website she just mentioned, pythonhuntress.com, or her Instagram page at pythonhunter.com. Underscore Amy. Well, Amy, thank you so much. This thank was not as you. bad for me as I was expecting. Was this so was nervous. much, much he was better. I was so
1: nervous. Yes,
0: I was very nervous <laughs> about this conversation.
1: I have a big favor to ask of you. What's that? Yes. Can you please just say hi to our daughters, Emmy and Elle? That would, like, they would so to that. hear your voice say hi to them. That would make their day. Yes, of course. Hi, Emmy and Elle. I hope that they- you. Your future python hunters, I would love for you
2: to come down and hunt pythons with me someday.
0: Okay, Seth, that was a terrible idea you just had there.
1: I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, they're going to freak out. Because we were always watching like swamp hunters, like serpent invasions. So they would, they act like these python hunters. But now that we have discovered you, they're python huntress. Emmy or Amy, like they're all I, about you.
0: I've oh. even played. Like Python Hunter with them in, in the bedroom, where they'll be on the bed, and I'll grab them by their legs, you know, pick them up, and they're like, oh, you know, shoot. squirreling around and stuff. My five year old like twisting around, and so, uh, and then I'll, you know, throw them, throw them under the bed, like put something over them, like it's a bag. And so we we oh played that God, in our I bedroom. Love it. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to Apple Podcast. You can rate and review this episode. Also, for those who have asked us how to financially support, you can go to Kevin and and order one of our books of You Met Her Where. Thank you so much for listening to
1: Tell Us a Good Story.